Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast President's Cup review for day two, and it was a crazy one yet again. So let's bring in the team. Uh, first, I'll start by welcoming in Mark Immelman. Mark, I was writing the Americans obituary. I had the script <laughs> ready to go. Um, and then like with 30 minutes to go in this thing, the last couple of holes, I had to burn it. And, uh, the U.S. team pulls out a, a split two and a half points to two and a half points, which certainly felt like a win uh, with the way this whole thing shook down. Isn't it crazy? I mean, it's what we love about sport and it's what we love about golf. And we actually talked about this in our podcast yesterday. And and and, and the reference was that, look, the United States team got to make a run and it's up to the internationals to weather the proverbial storm. Um, and, uh, you know, to given the record that they've had in foursomes in this President's Cup, even though everything went down over the final hour of play, which was incredible, I've got to tell you. I mean, what what riveting viewing and wh- how awesome for the President's Cup and for the fans in Australia. Um, you know, weathering the storm, still coming out of this foursome session with a two-and-a-half to two-and-a-half tie. I think all in all, if you look back at this thing with an ounce of perspective and a little time, the internationals will be like, all right, we, we, we're still in decent, sh- decent shape over here. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we'll welcome in Kyle Porter. And Kyle, it's now six and a half, three and a half. So the internationals still have a lead in this thing, but it feels a lot different because, I mean, there was literally a time, uh, during the, during the telecast that, you know, the, the international team easily could have won all five matches or, or very, very easily. This could have been eight to two after uh after day two foursomes here so uh the the lack of energy was not lacking for the american team today they they seemed to bring it a little bit and they they got away unscathed here i think it it felt like both teams won the session five to nothing somehow like if if it felt like the internationals won the first three and a half hours of it five to nothing and then somehow the americans won all five matches at the end i know that's not actually what happened but Man, think about the difference in, and we were just talking about it before we came on here, but the difference in those three putt, I mean, I know we can't reduce all this stuff to like one putt in each match, but if if Cantlay misses, if JT misses, and if Ricky misses at the end, think about what the, uh, what would the score, that'd be, uh, what is that? I can't, I can't do the math. Eight to two, something like that. Yeah, easily. Going into, uh, day three and that would be, that'd basically be a wrap. Like you're not coming back from, from eight two. So man, I am pumped about tomorrow. I never thought I would say that about day three of a president's <laughs> cup, but I am fired up after the JT stuff. I mean, Hideki and Ben on were awesome. Uh, it was just, I had a blast watching. I, I thought it was a lot of fun and I'm, I'm excited for the next two days. 
Yeah, we're we're going to go through each one of these matches one by one here. But before we do that, I, I just have a couple of quick things off the top. Kyle, we'll, we'll stay here with you because you, you had tweeted something about this. That putt that so, – so JT uh, buries a putt on 18 uh, to win the match for Tiger and Justin Thomas. And I thought those guys looked like – pretty emotional in the in the uh in the interview afterwards like almost move almost moved to tears right like, yeah. was, am i seeing that they looked very emotional no they they were and you know it's got to be it's got to be an emotional it's got to be difficult to basically drag 10 other guys around royal melbourne for a couple of days uh yeah. they're, they're basically the only ones that have showed up but no that that was really I, it, it has to be i mean the tiger thing is interesting because We've seen this from him over the last couple of years where he kind of takes guys under his wings, but then you're like, not really, but is he still? I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> that that whole aspect of it is, is strange. But for JT, I mean, somebody tweeted this out. Like, what is it like to look up and see this dude that you grew up idolizing running at you <laughs> and basically praising you for, for winning this match and saving the, it not, he didn't say these words, but he kind of said like saving the event. I mean, that has to be kind of an overwhelming thing, even in the moment. And, uh, that was cool. JT is, I think he's the heart of the team and, uh, it was cool to see him get that. Uh, I mean, he's dude, he's the man. Like <laughs> I know we've been talking about not to bring him up again, but I know we've been sure. talking about. Speed for the last five or six years and in terms of being like the guy in American golf. We, we might, we might have had the wrong guy. I think it might be JT. I guess I gotta say this. Uh, he is nine, two and one in his president's cup career, Justin Thomas. I mean, can, can we rename Captain America? I mean, this dude is legit. We all know it. And, and he proved it today because you've heard the saying cometh the moment, cometh the man. Well, he did. And can you imagine living? You talked about Tiger Woods coming toward you, right? How about just playing alongside that guy and all the hubbub that's going around Woods all of the time to deal with that stuff, man? You have got to have some some stuff about you. And and Justin is is just taking all of it in his stride, and and, and he came through when he needed to. It really has been impressive. And what I was actually, I have one note, Mark, for, uh, that I have a, a star next to, uh, for the international squad. And, and speaking of impressive, what I've been so impressed with is what feels like the preparation that this international team has, has put together. Uh, we've, we've talked about Ernie and his strategy that he will reveal Sunday night or, or whatever, but it seems to me that they have this course so well thought out. They know the areas to miss in. Uh, while on the, on the American side, it, it looks like a lot of guys hit, hit a putt and they start scratching their heads or they take, they take routes that you're like, there's no way that ball was ever going to stop there. Like even the guys in the booth know this. Like it just seems like, um, the international team is not only outplaying the Americans, but they're also well more prepared for this event. Well, preparation was a word that Ernie Els used in his post-first-round uh, press conference four or five times. I heard him say it, and he's talked about the preparation and his plan and all this sort of stuff. And 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 he's intimately familiar with his golf course. He's still the course record holder around the corpus, uh, the composite course. And and I want to give some nod to Jeff Ogilvy, who this place he knows this like the back of his hand, and I think he's had a lot of insight to the preparation also. And then. You know, the internationals, a few of them were down here playing the Australian Open last week. And then they all showed up on premises on Monday 
when it was firm, fast, sunshiny, and the wind was blowing in the opposite direction, not the wind we've seen in the tournament. And the, Amer- the Americans sort of played it off by going, well, uh, thankfully the wind's not going to blow in that direction. i got to be honest with you. During that time when you've got a guy like Ernie Els and a guy like Jeff Ogilvie and guys that have played this a lot, going around the golf course, helping you to chart this place because it was very quiet, I think that's been part of their success because they got that one extra day just to prepare. Yeah. I, real, I, real, real, quick on, real quick on that. I, I thought uh, – so no line up pointed this out on Twitter, and I thought it was a really good point. Uh, you could see what you're talking about on number 11, the, the kind of drivable par four, where every international player was down, and it looked like they were dead, right, down by the uh, below the bunkers, like yes. kind of b- below, like with the pin kind of kind of tucked back to the left. Yep. And it, and it, and it looked like where you didn't want to be, but it was actually exactly where you wanted to be because you could throw it way over the bunkers, hit it up against the slope and let it feed back down. And the Americans, they were like head on and they couldn't get the pitches right. And like it, it that I think that's a really good example of having a, a great plan and executing it really well. And, and you, you saw that throughout. And I thought that was probably the best example of it. Yeah. Lance, Carl, you heard Justin Thomas in his post round comments. Say to Tiger, they were walking up the fairway on 18. He's like, man, I blew, thought I blew that thing way right. I obviously haven't played here enough because he was just off the edge of the fairway. Yeah. Left front hole location. It was the perfect angle for Woods. And that, that's just more of this Alistair McKenzie design and how, you know, if you know the place and you understand the angles, you might hit it in spots that don't look like they might be right when you stand back on the tee. Yeah. All right, let's jump into this. So first match out today, Adam Scott and Louis Ustazen, uh win three and two over Matt Kuchar and Dustin Johnson, which, you know, the U.S. Uh, Kyle goes two up through five and then the international team runs off uh, six of the next nine holes. Dustin Johnson now 0 and two in this year's President's Cup. Uh, any concern uh, specifically about DJ moving forward or did he just run into the buzzsaw that is Adam Scott and, and Louis Ustazen? Uh, I think there's a little concern. I mean, even going back to the Ryder Cup last year, he lost, I think, two or three of the of the team play matches there, and uh, he just hasn't. I don't know. I don't know if it's a. You know, we talked about energy yesterday. He doesn't normally have a ton of it. That shouldn't matter, but he's not been playing well. And look, like, you know, I Adam Scott and Louis Ustase and played fine. DJ and Kutra gave away a lot of holes. I mean, they had. Of the six holes that, that the international team won, the U.S. team uh, bogeyed four of them. And so it's not like, you know, and Louie kind of said it afterwards. He's like, well, you know, the way this course is playing, you just have to make pars. And I was like, I don't think it was the course. I think that was DJ and Kuchar that were just, I mean, they were just handing out holes like they were on Oprah or something, just, just <laughs> giving giving gifts for Christmas. I mean it was unbelievable. It is it is the holiday season, Kyle. That's only it's only fair for them to be handing out presents like this. Yeah, Mag uh Mag Daddy DJ Santa or something. But uh <laughs> yeah, it it wasn't uh that that was unimpressive because it, it, I didn't feel like the internationals went out and earned that one. Yeah, I um th- th- it's a really good point about you know, like winning holes with par, 
uh, is not something, Mark, that's, you know, very sustainable in, in a match play format. If you're losing holes and just giving it away, uh, you're in big trouble. You know, Lou Eustazen has yet to play 17 or 18 this week. You know, is there anything in his game? I mean, he, the, the, the match play success is, is well documented. What is it about this guy that no matter, it seems that no matter the format, whether it's four ball or foursomes, he's getting it done. Well, his easygoing demeanor is one. I mean, I've known Louis since he was knee high to a grasshopper and I've been thankful to, to be able to teach the guy, you know, back in the day. And, and obviously the golf swing is, is special. He hits the ball very flush. His distance control is good, and he doesn't play with a whole lot of spin, which on a golf course like this is right up his alley because you can sort of guarantee what the first bounce is likely to do. It might not dig in there. And so, you know, the conditions favor him. He's just an easygoing dude who plays well with anybody. But I think the, the mental acumen of him is, is the, the, the great golf swing belies how mentally acute he is in the golf course. And just to that winning with pars thing, you know what? You got to do what you got to do in match play. Now, if this was stroke play, he may, you, they may try and attack in different places and such. But if you got to draw on a guy who just plays badly under the tough conditions, well, you don't go do anything rash. And so, I'm sure if he gets up against, or someone gets up against someone else who's playing a bit better, then perhaps the decision making may vary, and you play a bit more aggressive in certain spots. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Just taking taking what not only the course gives you, but taking what uh, yeah. your playing uh, playing opponents are, are giving you as well. Very very interesting stuff. Um, match number two: uh, Joaquin Neiman and Adam Hadwin uh, fall to Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. This uh, was really the pivotal match, Kyle. You know, we we knew by the time they got to 18, um, Adam Scott and Louie had already won. It was looking like, I don't know if Answer and Leishman had already closed it out, but if they hadn't, they were going to. Um, so when Cantlay buries that uh, 14-footer on 18, gives us the big fist pump, this is where... Uh, it felt like it turned around, and then the rest of the the American guys said, "Okay, this was like the turning point of of day two. Yeah, and I uh, I got some tweets to delete because I said that <laughs> uh, that Cantlay and Xander should be broken up early on. They just I don't know, it's the same stuff as yesterday. There's wasn't a ton of energy, um, but they they hung in, and uh, Cantlay Cantlay's kind of kind of low key, like cold, like just like just wants to like just you know, go for the jugular like all the time. And, uh, I kind of love that. I don't, I don't think Xander's like that, but, uh, you saw it a little from, I mean, Cantley had some stuff to say after, after he made the putt on 18, which oh, was, yeah. which was a delight. I loved it. I, I thought that was going to actually going to happen at the Ryder Cup last year in, in Paris. He didn't end up on that team, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that it, it was, people will remember the JT putt, but it, I, I think, People should remember the Cantlay putt because that was the one, and he he even mentioned it afterwards. He's like, we gotta we gotta turn this around, and I hope that's the putt to do it. He did mention that, and you know, this was never this was back and forth. Uh, neither side, I don't believe, was ever more than one up at any point. Uh, a lot of lead changes here, a lot of a lot of ties, a lot. It was just back and forth. Mark, on paper, this should not have been that close. You know, Adam Hadwin, Joaquin Neiman, fine players in their own right. But Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, this to me is the team that I think can really make a difference moving forward. Um, in that post-round interview today, uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, Cantlay kind of alluded to the fact that they're playing together both both sessions tomorrow. He said something like, we've got to go get 
we've got two more tomorrow. And I took that as a Xander Patrick Cantlay comment, not necessarily an American comment. So I, I think this team is really important for the U.S. Um, for the next couple of days. Oh, there's no doubt. And I tell you what, that that putt that Patrick made in the final hole, and let's not discount, you know, the the saves that they made coming in there just to give themselves a chance on 18 uh, to win the match. Um, the the putt that he made was was great for the one point. That that was huge at the time because it was finally some red on the board for the United States. And then also, if somehow Hadwin and Neiman take out Cantley and Shoffley, that's like. Um, I won't I won't say the heart of the US lineup, that's Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. But if you put the saber to those dudes and then have Tiger and Justin Thomas happen to lose, then you basically have slayed the beast. And, and then you've you've taken a, away the morale of the US team because everyone knows all the pundits are talking about it, all the podcasters are, the players are talking too that Cantley and Shafley are a stud team and if they'd lost twice, that would have been a big deal. So for them to for him to pull out that win, uh, that was big points-wise, but it was huge just for the morale of the team, I think, too. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So I'm I'm that is one storyline, especially for tomorrow, to see if those guys can build on this momentum and um and and kind of get back to the form that we would expect those two to play in. Uh, match number three: Abraham Answer and Mark Leishman beating Captain America. I guess are we? I mean, we have to rescind no. that. Patrick, no. <laughs> Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson, Kyle, this, the, the big moment here that, you know, a three and two victory for the international, um, I mean, it was, it was pretty straightforward. They, they, they beat them. Uh, but the moment here is Patrick Reed finally, uh, listens to the international crowd, gives them, you know, makes a putt on, I believe it was 11 to, to, to tie the hole, pulls out the shovel celebration, kind of owns the whole heel thing. Um, doesn't necessarily work or look great when that just when you're still too down at that moment. Yeah, look, here's the deal. Never never again should they you should anyone who's a captain use a captain's pick on Patrick Reed. If he makes the team, whatever. You can't do anything about it. Like he, he if he makes it on points and plays his way into it, that's fine. But yeah. Cal, 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 careful. This might not age well if he makes the winning point on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I would go easy right now, brother. But don't, don't, come on. This guy is, he, he's, th- this is a joke. Like, what are, what are you doing? It's not funny. It's not like, I just, I feel like he is, it, it it's, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of, it, it, it's not helpful. Like, I think he thinks it's helpful, like the, like the stuff in Scotland was in 14, right? You're like, oh yeah, that, that, that's helpful. That's great. Because you're playing well, you're rolling, you got speed, you got all this stuff. And right now it's like, you're just, you're, you're taking away from everything else. JT is the heart of the team and, and I think Reed thinks he is. And it's just, it, the, the whole thing is kind of a mess. You know what, Rick? I was, I, I'd promised myself I wasn't going to say anything about, but I'm going to say something about. <laughs> I just, honestly, I looked at this and laughed and I was like, it's a moment of levity. The guy's poking some fun at him. I, I don't know, the situation, whatever. The gallery members close to the 11th green laughed. Um, cause he was in our coverage there. So, so I don't know. Was it right? Sure. To, whatever, man. The stuff's happening in the heat of battle. A bunch of folks took to Twitter as they normally do. Um, man, it's it's Reed. We sort of expect the stuff. And, and I wouldn't be surprised. Look, he's not playing real well right now. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the bench in one session tomorrow. And that sort of wakes him up and, and he comes out tough when, when singles rolls around. 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty torn on the Patrick Reed stuff at the moment. I, I think it I I I am all in favor of him being full heel, leaning into that role. Uh, it, it's just really tough to pull off when at the time, yeah, they were two down. The Americans were like losing every single match. It looked more kind of mockery than um, just trying to like amp everybody up or whatever he he might have thought it was. But on the other side of this, we're, we are getting some really great golf out of Abraham Answer Mark. Yeah, and and. and and he mentioned after um, after the rounds, he said, you know what, I, when you hit fairways or Mark Leishman might have said it, you know, when he when he puts me in the fairway every time, it makes a big difference. And this guy's really um, putting himself on a on a on a stage right now. Yeah. How would they say in Spanish or in Mexico? Cajones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, yes. C is what I have to say. I mean, Abe answer is he, he's got that sort of. His nickname is El Turco, so which is like the Turk. He's, he's got that sort of a Middle Eastern kind of look about him. He looks like a movie star, really. He's about five foot seven. And and I'll tell you a quick story. Um, Mexico earlier this year, I was covering uh, feature groups there for PGA Tour Live, and and he was playing alongside Tiger Woods, um, as you would expect. And and Woods was doing Tiger things, and Pat uh, and Abraham Answer hung in there. He didn't back down whatsoever. The crowds were going bananas for him down there in Mexico, and and he looked like he was taking it all in stride. And that's when he turned my head because he had won an event in Australia, but he certainly wasn't, you know, a big dog, if you will. But but the way he dealt with the Tiger Woods hubbub was was impressive to me, and and it doesn't surprise me in the slightest when you toss him into the middle of the the mayhem, and and he comes out smelling like a rose. Yeah, he's been he's been really good, Kyle. There always seems to be one of these guys. Uh, every time we do this match play, every time we we open up the international stage, that goes out wins three or four times. Uh, whether it is in um, kind of you know buzzsaw fashion or whether it ends up being like a very important moment, this this feels like it's Abraham Abraham answers week to kind of get elevated onto this stage and be one of these guys, assuming he can continue to keep it rolling for the next couple of days. Yeah, I think it's I think it's more so just proof of who he is than it is like a a, a revelation of, of sorts. I mean, you go back, so he was T8 at Travelers. Remember he contended at the players for a little bit and you're yeah. like, "Oh, is he going to take down Rory?" and then he finished T12, but he goes T8 at Travelers, second at the Northern Trust. I forgot about that. And then he goes uh, T4 in the fall at the uh, the China event and T8 at Mayakoba. So, he's like legit contending at some of the biggest events on the PGA tour. And he, I, I think, you know, guys like him get a little lost throughout the year. Cause he's not one of your, you know, mega stars or whatever, but uh, he's been great this week. It's been a lot of fun. He's, he's like way into it, which is yeah, cool to is. see. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just, he's, he's fun to watch. I, I really like him a lot. Cool. Uh, all right, match number four. This was uh, this was your big boy. So this is Hideki Matsuyama and Benny An going up against Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas. Um, you know, we JT was a little slow, Kyle, in uh, in in round number one or day number one. Um, certainly showed up today, uh, especially burying the putt on on 18. You know, we we kind of talked about it. We talked about how emotional these guys were, but uh, this was a big match, and these guys are pumping the blood through this entire U.S. team. I don't know if Tiger can he sit himself at this point. I mean, where where are we? Where are we at? Uh, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if he can. I mean, I don't know if he if he wants to. I mean. 
for for most of the first part, so they went up. I've got it right here. They went up uh, two. They went two up. Through, they're two up through five, and then they lost a couple holes because Hideki and and Ben on started making birdies. But look, Tiger looks like the best guy here. I mean, I know people were like hollering about that on Twitter, but it's it's true. I mean, the shots he's hitting, J, JT. I I don't know. He he didn't. He wasn't like. I mean, the putt at the end, obviously, we talked about that. It was incredible. Uh, he wasn't at, like, peak JT, like, throughout the round, I didn't feel like. I, I thought he still left a little bit to be desired, but I thought Tiger was fabulous again. Um, they had a great up and down on the back nine. I can't remember what it was, 13, 14, something like that. Uh, that was uh, just it was unbelievable. 15. Uh, 15, yeah, there you go. So it was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, the par five. It was unbelievably impressive, and... uh they're fun to watch. There's a ton of energy. They're like the opposite of, of, uh, like Cantlay and Xander in terms of energy. I mean, there's so much energy there and it's, it, it's a blast. It, it's been really cool. I, 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 uh, errantly, I guess said last night, I thought JT and, and Ricky should be together. I, I might be walking that one back. I think JT Tiger's pretty good. All right. Well, spoiler alert. You, uh, we, I just got the pairings for tomorrow. You might not have known these yet. So we'll save that for a second because we'll talk about it. Um, Mark, you know, I, I'm a big Benny on guy. Um, mm-hmm. but what I also love about, uh, both him and Hideki, especially in this type of format is when they're on, they're so on, right? Hideki just stuffs one to like two feet. Like he can just almost win you a hole from the middle of the fairway. Unlike a lot of guys can do. And we have not talked about Hideki a lot um, in the, in the two days that we've been, we've been doing this podcast, but um, he's, he's now one, uh, one and one, but I feel like he is still such a crucial part to this team. He certainly is. And Kyle referenced the, the quick start that the Americans got off to and, and Hideki and Ben looked a little ragged early and there was sort of blustery conditions going on. And, and, and the Americans are two up through five, uh, looking like there could have been more, honestly. And then Hideki makes a clutch birdie on six uh, after after a decent wedge shot by his partner. Then on seven, um, the Americans are in there tight. Hideki makes a birdie to, to, to tie the hole. And then on eight, he makes a, a big putt to uh, to win the hole with a par. And, and he just, like you say, just showed up. But he's top quality. We know that. And, and we've seen him win on difficult golf courses. You know, the memorial springs to mind, and his record in his record in the President's Cup is, is is handsome. So he's a super player. He's world class. Everyone knows it. The team room know that he's one of the elder statesmen, and he'll be one of Captain Elsa's go tos when Sunday afternoon rolls around. Um, but Ben Arn acquitted himself great, and, and and this was a great match. We had it uh, on the PGA Tour live coverage, and and the Americans hung in there, um, coming down the stretch to sort of keep this thing in position. For, for them to get that late birdie and win. But just to Kyle's point, I want to say this. Justin Thomas called Tiger Woods the greatest iron player in the world. And playing alongside him makes it easy. That that was basically me paraphrasing Justin Thomas. This golf course is very much a second shot golf course. And 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 so with Tiger swinging the way he is, with him making putts, he made some clutch putts on the backside too. You know, he just is cutting a pretty imposing figure right now. And 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 body willing, I guess is my, my observation, Tiger Woods needs to play because he is looking all the part right now. 
All right. Well, I'm going to put a pin in that because uh, we're going to talk about the pairings for tomorrow. But before we do that, real quick, uh, the fifth and final match. This is uh, last one out, last one to finish. Cam Smith, Sung J M. Uh, split this match with Ricky Fowler and, and Gary Woodland. Um, you know, the international team was two up with three to play. Kyle, the U.S. grabs 16 and 17. This was, uh, I mean, Ricky, Ricky's uh, approach on 18 wasn't great. Uh, Woodland's putt on 18 wasn't great, but they ended up squeaking out a half a point, which this, you know, if the international team's able to win this one, probably feels like a big winning session for them. If the U.S. team wins this one, uh, probably feels like a, a, a like a like a steal and a really big session for the U.S. team. They have it, and and everybody walks away happy. Yeah, the the uh, so they had Fowler and Woodland had I think one birdie, and I guess they had they had one birdie through their first eight holes, which means that Gary Woodland had one total birdie for his first. I think oh, 23. I think they played 15. I think he played 15 with DJ on uh, day one. So uh, they finally got it going at the end. And look, when it was going, it looked awesome. Like they were, I mean, got, they were hitting it tight. They were making putts. Uh, they're two really, uh, w- w- when they're when they're locked in, they're two really impressive iron players. And, and it was cool to see them, you know, kind of close at the end. Um, but it, it, it didn't look good early on. It, it was... It was tough for those first seven, eight holes. But, uh, yeah, good on them for turning it around and, and getting another half point for the U.S. Yeah. Hey, Rick. Hey, Rick. Yes, sir. Uh, you you said you're, the, uh, you're driving the Sung J.M. train. Well, That's I am right. a conductor, brother, because this <laughs> is legit. He is, he is like a freaking assassin. I mean, every ball he hits is online. He made some clutch putts coming in there. I think of the par five where Fowler was in there tied after a beautiful wedge and and Sung Jay makes it from 15 feet to top them. And this guy's got it all. And I was listening to a bunch of sound from the international team. Yeah. And they asked him the question, so who's the most valuable international player or who's the, yep. who's the guy to keep an eye on? And every single one of the folks said Sung Jay M. So <laughs> every single, every single one. That's exactly what I was just going to bring up to you. I mean, uh, it's one thing to watch this guy play because when you watch him, he's absolutely awesome. It's another thing when his peers, uh, not only on this international team who say he is just the the absolute real deal, but even like when he was coming off of the uh, off the Corn Ferry Tour, and everyone was like, "Who you know who out of these graduates?" And everyone's like, "Sungjae, Sungjae." It's just like every time his name pops up amongst his peers, they are heaping praise on him and i'm just like yeah it makes complete sense he's unbelievable i made a point of going to watch him play uh, some in, in in the practice round at the tour championship earlier this year he obviously made the final 30 in route to the rookie of the year campaign and and you know you see certain people that'll blow you away with the sound of the strike like a sand stenson or a tiger you know where they just hit the ball flush but but Sanjay, there's he's powerful, he's sneaky long, but the ball just hits gets hit so square, and the thing is like raw spaghetti through the air. The trajectory doesn't move. I mean, you guys love the pro tracer stuff. Well, he's the most boring pro tracer guy you've ever seen because it's like dead <laughs> stuff all the time. And and he's and then he puts on top of that. He just doesn't have a weakness. And, and I mean, the future is just so bright. He must just stay healthy. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. I had one more note. We'll throw it back to you, Kyle, because you made this point. I think Gary Woodland has to sit. I think that um, the guy that every time I see him putt, 
He's scratching his head. Um, I don't think he's figured this course out. You mentioned he's got, what, one birdie uh, over the course of this thing. I, I think it's time for, for Gary to find the bench. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I love the way he – like the last three or four holes, he looked good. Um, some of that was just him making putts for, that Fowler left him like four feet away. So uh, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I don't know. Like Reed and – I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but Reed and, and Webb, I just I, – I don't feel like they've looked that good. And maybe that's a playing together thing. I don't know what that is, but uh, I would I would maybe look in, in that direction, which obviously Tiger did not, as we'll talk about here in, in a few minutes. That's the perfect cue. So we're, we're going to talk about uh, the pairings for tomorrow. It'll be morning four ball. But real quick, we're going to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. So we've got morning four ball action. Remember, two sessions tomorrow. So four in the morning. Uh, four in the afternoon. It'll be a long day for us. Uh, but let me just read you off, uh, the matchups. These are hot off the presses here. So, uh, match number one, international squad will be Mark Leishman. And finally, we will get to see how Tong Lee, his first session of, uh, of the week going up against Justin Thomas and drum roll, please. Ricky Fowler. Mm. Okay. So no tiger there. Um, second match out will be Sung God. I mean, Sung Jay, uh, and Abraham answer. <laughs> <laughs> going, going up, <laughs> I'll slip it in every once in a while. Uh, going up against, uh, Xander and Patrick Cantley. So those guys, uh, staying together seems like we were, we were going to get that. Uh, match number three, Hideki and CT Pan, the bread man going up against Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson, rolling them right back out again. I'm surprised by that. We'll talk about Unreal. it. Unreal. And then, uh, match number four, Adam Scott and Benny on versus Matt Kuchar and Tony Finau. So that leaves us on the on the international side without Louie, without Cam Smith, without Adam Hadwin, and without Joaquin Neiman. And on the U.S. side, it is without Tiger, who's going to take his rest, Bryson, Kuchar, and Gary Woodland. Uh, unbelievable is the word that you just used, Kyle, to describe Patrick Reed and Webb Simpson rolling back out there. Wow. Let's, 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 yeah, let's start here yeah, because in, in case Kyle <laughs> just blows a fuse before we get to match number four. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, so sitting out for the U.S., I think it's Tiger, Bryson, D, DJ, and wait, who is it? Oh, it's gotta be DJ. Sorry. Yeah. So it's, it's DJ it's, and Woodland. Okay, so DJ and Woodland sitting out with Tiger and Bryson. Bryson might not play again. Um, might not. Reed and Webb. I don't. I don't know, man. Like, I don't. 
You know, you realize they were two under par alternate shot today when they lost. So it wasn't like they were playing poorly. If yeah. you're under par around there, you're playing well. I just don't know if it's working. I don't mind them playing like as individuals. I thought Webb, obviously great Ryder Cup last year. He's been great all fall. Reed's been hot all fall. I don't, I don't really mind them playing over uh, like DJ, who's been you know off Woodland, who hasn't looked very good. Uh, Bryson, who's just seems like kind of a mess. I just, I just don't know about them together. Like, I, I why not, why not go, um, why not go Webb and Finau and then Reed and, and Kucher if you're going to play all four of those guys? I just, just break them up. It's not working. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Mark, I think what we're seeing, um, is that both of these captains uh, have a strategy and after every single day they are digging their heels in and they are just sticking with it. The international squad uh, for the, now the third pairing, uh, no one's playing together that, that we've already seen, I don't think, right? Did it, no, Hideki and C.T. Pan played together and Adam Scott and Benny on, but Leishman's going to get a new partner um, and Sungjae is going to get a new partner. Partner and the U.S. side, you know, is rolling out almost uh, similar pairings. I mean, this is clearly seems to be a strategy that these captains have decided to stick with. Well, um, I went through the stuff this morning for the foursomes, and and, and every one of Captain Els's groups. I didn't look at the American team, um, given that I'm sort of the international correspondent. I figure um, the, the these were all guys that had played in his pods together in the practice rounds and. And the one thing Captain Els has remained true to is that he's stayed with guys inside of that four-person pod. And it looks to me, because Webb and Patrick uh, did play in the practice pod, I know that for a fact. Uh, um, so um, I, I like the, the – I don't know if you're going through games, but I like the Thomas Fowler combination. It appears to me that Mark Leishman in that opening match, he's kind of the the shepherd who, who took out uh, Joaquin Neiman and blooded him early on. On round one, now he's got Hatong Lee for the first time. I think that I think that's going to be a dynamite pairing because Richmond's kind of easygoing with a quick sense of humor and 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 he's a real easy guy to play alongside. And Lee is just all sorts of personality, lots of charisma and stuff. So uh, that could be an interesting game that I'd, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, Mark Leishman has now been par- uh, paired with a rookie uh, all three sessions. So you are absolutely correct, Mark. He is just kind of taking the shepherd's role for the international squad. Um, y- you know, Kyle, for me, looking at these, I guess I- I'm a little bit surprised to not see Louis play, but if he's going to get rest, that's fine. Uh, still surprised that now this is going to be the second out of third, uh, second out of three sessions that Cam Smith isn't going to play for a guy who has great success in Australia. He's on home turf. Um, he looks to be a shepherd of types for, for showing everybody, you know, where to hit the ball. Here's, here's where you can land it. Um, played well enough today. I, I, I'm a little bit surprised to not see him back out there. I would like to see, uh, Cam and Hideki against Reed and Webb. That would have been <laughs> delightful. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I thought he was, I mean, he was really good early. He made, he chipped in on one, uh, made the putt on two for birdie. And you're, and you're like, wow, they might Steven Ames these guys. It might be nine and eight here. But, uh, you know, that I thought, I thought he faded a little down the stretch. Um, but yeah, I, I think I agree with you that I, but I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, who are you going to take out of there? Like, you going to, I mean, Breadman was great yesterday. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you can't take answer out. You can't take sun God. You can't take, 
<laughs> can you believe – okay, can you believe we're now at the point where, okay, two days ago, we were like, the USA is so deep. We You can swap literally anyone, and now we're looking at the international squad, and we're like, who can you take out of this lineup? I They're love it. so good. It's so good. <laughs> I just say this because you asked about Louis. Let, let's not forget – this is a guy that travels with his own mattress because he's got a, he's battled a very tender back his entire, his, his entire life. So, uh, maybe there's a little protection there because, um, four balls, you, you know, you could put someone like a Lee in there and, and you can sort of hide someone, I guess. You're going to see where he stays and rested in the afternoon that I'm convinced and obviously in the singles. He'll be up first, that somewhere in, in, in a beefy spot in the lineup, up, uh, just to, sort of be one of the, the counterpoint guys for Captain Ernie else. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, as we did last night, here's the last thing I'm going to ask you guys. You've got to pick the one matchup uh, that you're most looking forward to. I'll start here. I, I think there's a lot of compelling ones. Um, I will take – I'm going to take the Xander Cantlay versus Sung Jay and Abraham answer. Um, this is – yeah, that, that's an easy one. I mean, again, on paper, that, that Xander Cantlay pairing – um, should be plenty good enough to beat Sung Jay and Abraham Answer, but those two have been so good. I think this is almost—I don't want to call it a David versus Goliath or anything like that—but I this is a really compelling matchup for me that I'm looking forward to. Um, Kyle, what say you? I'll go JT Ricky against Hao Tong and and uh, Mark Leishman. JT might shoot a 64 tomorrow. I mean, anything's in play. Um, yeah, I. I do love that second one also, the 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 Cantlay X and and Sung Jay and and uh, Father Abraham. So, but I'll I'll say JT and Ricky. All right, Mark, take us home. Uh, you must forgive me because I spoke apparently Louis trouble with his mattress anymore. He confirmed that last week at the Australian Open. But you were talking about David and Goliath. Well, you've been calling him Sung God. This is <laughs> Goliath. This is God. Okay, <laughs> so. Uh, that match number two, I can't take my eyes off this. Answer is a gritty campaigner. He's 2-0. Sung Jae is, is just, he's, he's an incredible ball striker with a wonderful demeanor. Cantlay and Xander look like they've found a little bit of their groove. So I think you're going to see a match there that goes the distance. And, and four balls, you're going to see a number of birdies if the weather permits. All right. That'll do it for us. We've got a long day, uh, two sessions ahead of us tomorrow, so we're going to get some sleep. I'd like to thank both uh, Mark Immelman, who you can follow on Twitter. It is at Mark underscore Immelman, and Kyle Porter, who is on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and we'll see you next time. Hey, real, real quick, real quick. Uh, the only thing I was thinking when Reed was doing the shovel thing today was <laughs> – oh, no. uh, was uh, Oosthuizen could show him what a real shovel looks like, bring one of his excavators out there and just start digging up the grounds. Actually, the international team, between Louis uh, excavating and um, <laughs> Leishman with the greens, with the, you know, the grass covered, they could have a pretty good golf course, I think. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to get that in a, in a tweet, so I had to slip it in the podcast. <laughs> Hey, I'd right now uh, manicuring the grounds on the 18th hole there for tomorrow, the two of them. Uh, I love it. All right, boys, get some sleep. We'll talk tomorrow. That's great. All right. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. 
The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Weeks.